catastrophe. I-T-W-I-T. H-T-A-N-N-Y. And J-E-N-N-Y. Doing it with Danny and Jenny. Doing it with Danny and Jenny. Ooh. Wow. Every, every time. time. Every time. Every time. Just chills. Chills, tears, emotions. Yeah, like getting uh, my prostate checked by an icicle. That's how yeah. I, <laughs> I hear that song. It's Thank just, you, uh, uh, Eli Braden, for that song. Uh, I mean, we could chit-chat you and I, Jenny, as we always are wanting to do. But, I, you know, Please this next it. guest of ours. Please do it. I mean, where do you even begin? I mean, you, you want to say, like, fucking actor, but also, like, prolific screenwriter, um, dog lover, uh, a, a wonderful dancer. A wonderful Thanks, dancer. You're welcome. Looks flawless in shorts. <laughs> Looks um, flawless or like we embrace the, we embrace the, the glitches. I uh, like that. I it's, don't, a there's non- no glitches. it's a non-traditional standard of beauty. Which is what I, <laughs> I yeah, it is the great Thomas Lennon, Tom. Tom Lennon. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Tom I, mean, I feel like we're those sort of like fake friends that it's like so like once we see each other, I'm like, oh, my God, I love those guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, then occasionally, <laughs> like, You're gonna kill literally, me. like, li- literally anyone says either of your names and I'm like, I love them so much. Tom, hey, let's let's dive into that a little bit more, Tom. Tell us more about why you love Dan. (laughs) Yes, I just want to also just say, like, I know exactly what you're Mm -hmm. talking about. Yes, as far as you go, like we've we've met a couple times in the past, but like when you came and did Modern Family that week, it was like Mm -hmm. you were just one of those guys. It's like, oh yeah, I guess like online and and virtual friendships are also translate to real. They get a little blurry. They get a little blurry because I feel like I love you guys. And then I see you and I'm like, oh, I never see them or talk to them. (laughs) But you exist in an idea to me. And I guess this is sort of, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would would ask you to help me move. Absolutely. And by the way, here's what's weird. I would show up for you. I know you would. (laughs) You know, know but that's because you've got really great credits and I really love your work. And And then there's like friends of mine that I'm like, I actually don't know what you've done and I'm not, you're not crushing it. So I'm probably not going to help you move. But Danny, oh my God, Danny. I love. <laughs> like I see him well enough twice. That I would help too. Yeah, every two, every twice a decade, Danny and I hang out for a really intense short period of time. Exactly, and it makes an impact on you that will last yeah. for a lifetime. But if somebody like talks shit about you, I'll kill them. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Of oh, course. that's sweet. By the way, this happen. I, I this happens to me like nearly every day. I run into somebody talking shit about you, and I have to take them out. Of course, you do. I know who those people are. I know exactly who those guys are. Yeah. Tell me who it is. I'll have them killed. I'm is it not, it's not my ex. Is it not my ex who introduced us? I hope not. No, of course not. Actually, okay. your ex and I were just. Uh, you, do you know I'm working with your ex? No, but that's fun. This is a yeah, fun no, thing to talk about. She has, Jenny. Nothing, but love, she has nothing but lovely things to and say. And back and the other, and that goes both ways. By the way, she's amazing. Yeah. No, she's. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, it's. 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 Uh, it's lovely. This is. This is not interesting for anybody at home. But I just, but I just <laughs> is it not? Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's, but maybe it's, yeah, it's very. I feel like when we get into the weeds of my. <laughs> <laughs> just off the sexual top, conquests. Just... <laughs> okay. So have we, we haven't started recording yet. No, 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 no. We'll fix this all in post. Will you guys give me like a five minute warning when we start going? Cause I'm not going to talk shit about people. I won't talk about me and my ex and Danny and all this, all that stuff. Okay. If we'll I just, just give you like 20 seconds and just get it all out of your system. Uh, we'll count down and. <laughs> and go 19. <laughs> so this is right after the theme song. And now we're talking yeah. like normal adults. Yeah. Okay, Cut cool. this out, but I'm not a fan of Hitler. I just, uh, right. And I, I want this out there right now. I do not well, like the early that. stuff or the late stuff, Danny. I is early. Uh, I, I mean, the I was the art. Of, well, so so okay. You're throwing okay. the art in with everything. Yeah, I just feel like he got too commercial, and that's when I was like, I liked him when he was more independent. <laughs> oh, it's like what a punk rock band, you know, signs with oh. a big label. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the stripped down um, acoustic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, Jenny. What? How are you? It's nice to see you. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Just get off the Hitler stuff off the top. Yeah, that <laughs> was. Uh, yeah. 
that was the people on the podcast do that stuff. Yeah. Later on, I'll apologize for you guys later. But yeah. if somebody talks shit about you, forget they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. Has- yeah, hashtag like, they're dead. So, hashtag you know. they're dead. <laughs> I, I mean, I love I love you guys more than some close friends, and the answer is because you have more followers. I mean, that's like that's what's not true. to get. That's no. what I look for in a friend. I'll be honest with you. I, and I feel you know like, what? If Hitler followed me, I would be like, you know, he's probably come on, like it's not that bad. It's I, just, it I, might, yeah, he might be into your railroad scheduling. We don't know. <laughs> I've known Jenny for a long time, but I feel close yeah. to you because of you have more fame movie and fame and yeah. the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, you have more movie credits ultimately. Yeah, the patriarchy and fame. You know, which is a whole thing. You know? Yeah, I want to work backwards. Sometimes we'll work through somebody's like life chronologically mm-hmm. and we'll get there. But before we started, hey, we had a little yeah. chat before it started. Sure. You mentioned you're you're not living in Los Angeles right now. I mostly don't live in Los Angeles, except for when it's sort of an emergency. Wow. Are you guys both in Los Angeles? Jenny, you're on tour, I feel like. Uh, I'm not right now. I am in West Hollywood. Oh, you're I in will West be. Hollywood? My son was born there. Oh, I was looking at your future dates or something. Oh, yeah. It was um, future dates. But sort of at the beginning, sort of the beginning of the pandemic, my wife, uh, who is my next girlfriend after Gabby, <laughs> really, <laughs> literally, yeah. Um, oh, that's great. I know it's weird, but so anyway, we at the sort of the beginning of the pandemic, we it's kind of like joked about like, should we just like maybe like think about a retirement plan that's like not Los Angeles, where it's you know helicopters are falling out of the sky and sure. sometimes <laughs> it feels like Mordor. And then, you know, on good days, it feels like the Warriors. On bad days, it feels like Mordor. Yes. You know? So we were kind of joking around. And then we ended up, uh, we bought a house in Wisconsin, and we ended up being here a lot of the time, if not most of the time. Wow. Are you from yeah. Wisconsin? Like, what I'm from we... Chicago. Okay. I'm from the outskirts of Chicago. So I'm, I'm from about, about less than 90 minutes from where I was born, basically. Okay. Is where we're living now. Yeah. That's uh well, that's amazing. That is sort of a dream of mine. Not Wisconsin, God forbid. Oh God forbid. Uh, um, I, mean, God forbid. I, was thinking, I was thinking Maui, but but this but Wisconsin. Sure, sure. But sure. you, you know, do like the yeah. You Wisconsin do like is a, the Maui of the Midwest. You want to do like the Chris Christopherson anyway. thing and be like a cool uh, Howley is what is the I believe the word that they say of like uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I was actually thinking more of a Weird Al Yankovic thing because I know he lives there as well. So I thought, did like, you know that? I've never advertised that, but I think he does have a voice. <laughs> oh, Weird Al lives in Wisconsin? No, 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 no. In, oh. um, in Hawaii. <laughs> Maybe in, in one Hawaii. of the Hawaiian Islands. Oh, that would make more yeah. sense. Yeah. I was like, if you're drawing all the celebs to Wisconsin, I'm going to be really impressed. And actually, one of the great things I love about Wisconsin is when Aaron Rodgers isn't in the state, <laughs> I instantly become like the second or third most famous person. No, you're, it's, it, it, it doesn't. It, I, the ceiling, unless the unless ceiling J.J. Is, Watt comes back to visit or T.J. Yeah. Watt. Then. But I love that you didn't know who that was, and neither do I. You don't so know who J.J. That is? Watt or T.J. Watt? Help me out. They're from Wisconsin. And? Well, they one was just named Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL. Oh, my goodness. You know me in the sports, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tom oh, Danny, less you just made sports. Danny so happy. I'm I think like... he may know less than I do, and, and that's saying something. <laughs> oh, that sports, those sports Wattses. I think you know <laughs> my <laughs> deep rooted affinity for all of sports Watts's. Um, uh, no, but uh, as, um, when Neil Gaiman moved out of Wisconsin, which I think he did, it, it I, I moved up like a whole bunch of notches. It is great coming from a place mm-hmm. like, like I came from, like, I, I went to Syracuse university mm-hmm. and I was like, I was thinking like, had I gone and uh, where I'm, you know, fetid often for my, yeah. for my meager, you're meager goddamn Jesus. delight. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I, you know, I, I, my, my, my picture's up on walls there. But yep. like, I had gone to Harvard. Oh, who nothing. cares? Yeah, it, you're. It, a, they, it wouldn't have scratched the surface. You are well, Danny. Danny, you are a classic big fish in a small pond, and you I, always have been, and it's wonderful, and we love you, you for it. We did just, yeah. I guess I said I went to college, so I graduated from Sam Houston State University. I should be the most sure. famous person there. Are you not? How are you not, Jenny? Because fucking Dan Rather graduated from there. Mm, but give it a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the building, that... the communications building is named after him. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I got to um, step up my game. Talk about an amazing. So I've got jokes for both of you. Talk about who would you rather, and then also, <laughs> Danny. Danny <clears throat> would later. <clears throat> Danny, who came from Syracuse, but would later not love orange men with the president, former president. So. <laughs> oh my this god. Is how you write jokes all day, guys. Oh this my is... god. Guys, for anybody, we're like witnessing genius. He went from loving the orange men to not loving an orange man. 
shit. I, I should, you know what? Never say it twice because it yeah. doesn't land. Never no, say it, it twice, it, it doesn't land. I just, I'm sorry, to, to all of our listeners, you just got to treat because that's how the process works. Yeah. This, is the, this is like you were sitting at the Four Seasons in LA at a not very good punch up and I pitched a joke that will not make the film. Yep. It will not be in the film. <laughs> No, this is yeah, absolutely. This is uh, this is for uh, the punch up for Trolls Seven. Oh, <laughs> you joke, but that's very, very Troll close Seven. To... Hashtag Me Too, and then it's like, that is very close to my actual life. It's really funny when your life blurs into like your fake life. Yeah, you know. Oh, I do. Yeah, like how so for you? Oh, uh, it's a lot. Like last year, me and Ben Grant wrote a movie for Arnold Schwarzenegger and his miniature horse and donkey. And Stop it. I'm obsessed with the fact that he has a miniature. Yeah, Whiskey and Lulu. So we're still working on it. But at one point, you know, sometimes you're like your life drifts into like, am I actually living in Barton Fink? Am I a goof on that? <laughs> like, when, did, when did the spoof of my life just become my life? And what, what happened vice versa? But at one point we're like, oh, we're writing a, a movie for Arnold Schwarzenegger's miniature horse. <laughs> And then we jokingly say to each other, what am I, the garbage man around here? Which is, you know, the, the line from Barton Fink. But, yes, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> throw it hard. Throw, um, it, uh, throw it hard. Um, um, yes. So I, now that we've taken care of the present, you're, you're such a, you know, a gadful. Mm-hmm. You've done so much stuff. And I want to mm-hmm. know, like, where does it start, Tom? I mean, mm-hmm. I became aware of you, as most people did, on the state. And sure. so, like, wh- like, how did... First of all, how did that all come to? I'm sure you've recounted this a million times, but like, um, how, really? no. how did those guys? How, how did that group, that large, brilliantly funny group of people, uh, come it, together? It's a really weird uh, group, and in, in in that everybody from my comedy group that that met in 1988, the fact that like the vast majority of them are still like quite busy, yeah, and like are. you you would weirdly recognize so many of them. Like there's something very strange about the state, and I, I I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, you know, we so we met freshman year at NYU, except for Carrie Kenny, who I I knew a year before because we went to theater camp together when we were wow. like, teenagers. Oh, but then wow. the, the state met. Someone was literally holding auditions for a new comedy group at NYU, and like nine of the state members were in the original group, and then only two or three of us joined that next year. And what a confluence of talent it was a weird <laughs> bunch and i mean the fact that we still work together so you know of that of the state which was uh you know an nyu comedy club um you know we did tv shows the state and then viva variety and then stella's Ella. offshoot yeah. reno number one is obviously a major offshoot of it um red hot wet, uh, wet red hot, hot american summer, summer is yeah. a, a couple other but we're like this really dysfunctional family you know we all we were very 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 driven we were all always really really hard on each other uh-huh so if you look at like the weird thing about sketch shows especially because we did like a super 90s sketch show on mtv for sure and you could look back and be aghast you know at at a lot of it but the the very weird thing about the state because we were so mean to each other <laughs> and we never let anybody's sketches through that we thought were like iffy right. um so if you look back at the state, it weirdly kind of holds up really well. Because it went through the process of if it could get past you. If it got through yeah. us, who all were the cruelest and worst audience. I, I, I realized later in life, like pitching movies, like the state was the best practice because you're in a room with like 10 other people who are furious with you and hate <laughs> your material and don't want to do it and would rather do some of their own material. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's what the movie system is like. <laughs> you just like people are in a room and they hate you, but yeah. you have to win them over with your material. And it was, it was very, very good practice. You know, um, I have this, uh, it's funny you say that. I talk about this a lot and I think about it, but I, it's like, I find this with like funny people when they, if they can, if, sometimes when they reach that mega stardom area and then everything that they say is laughed at by mm, friends yeah. super I, dangerous I, I, I was when i real name droppy but i was out when i was my first writing job was on the arsenio hall show years ago and i'm old and we went out one time with eddie murphy and his mm-hmm. and his and his uh phallic entourage. entourage and we got out of place 
this place called uh, Bar One, and we we're just like sitting at a table, and, and they come up to the table, like, what can I get you? And Eddie Murphy looks at the menu, and goes, you know what, I think I'll have some, um, let's get the calamari. And four guys around Eddie just start going, calamari! <laughs> and I was like, it was just well, what he ordered, guys. That's just what he, yeah. Yeah, how do you um, get, I mean, that's how you probably lose a little bit of your edge if you're like, right. If, if, I, I do think it's important to, and, and maybe it's why I've been part of this like sort of strange collective since the eighties, but don't, don't always surround yourself with people that think your stuff is great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's pretty significant to like have, have bad cops around you or right. people at least that are sort of like keeping you honest. It's oh, so, like, but, I always think about like yeah. growing up, my parents never like gave us a courtesy laugh. Good. Like just cause yeah. we're kids and you were yeah. like, Hey, I got a joke. Knock, knock. Nope. And then they're like, yeah, swing and a miss. Try again. You know, like Perfect. that was, <laughs> wasn't a good one. Well, then so you got if, better. You, if you actually did make them laugh, you felt like a superhero because you knew that that was an earned laugh. It, it, it's an, kind of an important thing, but I, I will say, man, the state we would, but it also like, it was a very good practice of like thicken up your skin a little bit. So mm-hmm. we would pitch every day, every single day we'd pitch sketches to each other and you had to act out the whole thing and you're like, you're doing your sketch. Mm-hmm. And you know, if people didn't like it, it really, really, really hurt, <laughs> you know, and it sucks. And then you go pout for a while, but it was very good practice to be like, yeah, every once in a while you're, your thing sucks. Did you ever leave that room? I've been in rooms like this that were very like intense and with people I respected too, but but still intense where I would often leave the room and think like, fuck all these people. I don't know. A hundred percent. I I feel like I quit the state probably like three or four or five times. I would at least announce that I was quitting (laughs) and like threw my sketch against the wall or something. And I think that, I think that actually many of us did. I don't know. I might've quit more than anyone else. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of just like, did you throw things around a lot? Of course. Oh my God. Chairs were thrown. I think Ken Marino (laughs) put his fist through a wall one time. I can see that through drywall when we were having a, like a big fight about something. Again, the sketches are good. Yeah. Oh no. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's good. No, I was curious because, like, when you meet today, can you kind of because you know age, like all of the you you know the things that were so important to me in my twenties and like life or death, this joke or that, and then like you know you you're lucky enough to have a career knock wood, and then you look back and like I, I will frequently have like the lightest, jokiest, warmest conversation about that thing now that oh, was so important, and it's hysterical. Well, yeah. for for most of the state, I would say in many ways, we're closer in our early 50s than we ever were in our 20s. Like just yeah. like the the bonds are much deeper now. Of course. But we'll still we'll still fight about it. We'll still fight about stuff. Okay. So who do you hate? Who do you hate the most? Uh, Thank you. Jenny gets, this is what Jenny does best. Oh, yeah. you're the best. Come on. Who do you hate? You're the best. No, we're not doing, and then who do you second that. hate? Third. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And it's, and it's also good. You could probably figure it out very fast. Oh yeah, no, we. I mean, it's just such. A no, it's obviously. I am not intuitive at all. Oh, I, I, I've got it. I've got it. it the, oh, and it, it rhymes with a uh, uh, Bichel Holwalt. Oh my God, I love that guy. Show. Well, <laughs> I know, I know. That's so weird. He's got like he's so many movies out. I know, he's a delight. He's great, man. Yeah. What a career he's had too. I know, right? Fucking amazing. So, uh, can we talk about it? because? Mm-hmm. I um, I'm saying this without making a joke here. Obsessed with Reno 911. Mm-hmm. I have loved Reno 911 since mm-hmm. day one. She has. She actually got me really like going back and looking at even all of them mm-hmm. again. And in the movie, like you yeah. love. It. <laughs> I just like great. just love it. So I'm super happy that you have now a new series that's out. There's a whole Reno. new season that's coming out. Yeah, we actually just did a movie for Paramount Plus called Reno 911: The Hunt for QAnon. Um, <laughs> I was actually talking to Wendy about it. She, oh, really? I think I'm doing a little project fun. with her. Yeah, she loves it. Uh, she's amazing in that movie. She has a saxophone solo. It's really insane. I'm excited. I um, love it. Oh, uh, she really, really shines in that movie in particular. And then also, see, so our our eighth season is coming out on Roku quite soon. That's and awesome. It's been so, really amazing, like to to yeah to like play a character. So we shot the pilot for that in the year 2000. Uh huh. So. It's very interesting to like 22 years later. Yeah. Like basically play and, and the first three years, nothing happened. And then it got picked up in 2003, but um, it's just weird to like, 
like at a certain point you're playing something that like is more of your persona than your actual persona. Yes. Is that, is that something that, does that make sense? Yeah. It really like, makes sense. And I think yeah. for, particularly for you and Tank, will know you. Oh, for sure. And not only that, but like now I'm doing like for the last couple of seasons and, and the new movie, it's like, there is a Halloween costume of my character. Yeah. <laughs> so at a certain point it's like, am I still being the character? Yeah. Or am I like also a guy who's watched Reno nine one one a lot, like doing also doing that guy? Like, yeah. what am I doing? You know, it's like it's just it's just a strange thing to it's, play something that long. Yeah, it, but it's something like that character is. I mean, it's just I would say it's fully such an iconic character. I mean, Lately. you could just say like Dangle, and that's you immediately know you don't have to say Lieutenant or. Now, is that something like? Because I feel like Reno nine one one actually launched a lot of people's careers. Like, I feel like there were people that came on. I had never, I mean, I know that like Nick Swartzen, for example, was someone who had been, you know, a stand-up comedian, him and I are buddies and everything. But when he plays Terry, Terry the roller skating prostitute of all time, I mean, uh, I've, Ter- I've gone and like, you know, toured with Nick before. And one of the I mean, all ever. it takes is for him to go, Terry, and like the whole place will lose their shit. A hand job's still a job. So yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's really, very, there's almost no people on Reno 911. We usually have a little bit of a plan with almost everybody. Yeah. Very seldom do we just have somebody come in where we're like, don't, please don't tell us. And we're going to pull up in the car and just start talking when we get out. Yeah. Uh-huh. But obviously Swartzen is one of those. Um, that's amazing. So those yeah. scenes, was that really, it, it has, it's, it, that's amazing to me because they actually, this is a credit to you and to him, but a lot of shows that are improvised, I find that the show, the, 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 um, they don't have the class. They don't. They lack a beginning, middle, and end. Like mm-hmm. it's funny, but they lack. And you always had that. We often write endings. Okay, to be fair. Uh, or we okay, often that... structure. Uh, I think the one thing that we've learned from like eight seasons and two movies now, yeah, is it's great to improvise and totally fun. Yeah. The only thing better is when you have structured it somewhat, so at least you know. Boy, it would be really great if you know how it's ending. And, and of course, there's, a, there's an easy, weird assist that we have on Reno 911, which is super easy. I mean, I, I've watched many, many shows where people are like, this is Reno 911 in a blank. Right. And yes, it's, you know, it's in a grocery store or it's in a thing or it's like yeah, this. Yeah. And they're like, well, the funny thing is we have a bunch of funny people and they improvise. And that is absolutely about 25% of Reno 911 is a bunch of funny people that are improvising. There's yes, I yeah. get that. And what I you don't that. always see is the tons of structure and the tons of thought that went into like every other thing other than the funny stuff people were saying. No, the character so like scene. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, but your characters, the way they're going to react to a situation and the way they because mm-hmm. all all of I did not to pontificate, but it's like all no, sure. like comedy and drama. It's all about, it's not about plot. It's, a, it's about characters interacting and what they want and how you get forward there. And everything is very, it's all consistent. Like the physics of that show, mm-hmm. as wild as it gets, is all consistent, which I, and, and well, it's, we're, we're very lucky because we also always know, you know, in sketch, in improv there's like games are always either like status or you know this or what's that and the answer is we're always always in conflict yes yeah so every scene begins starts in conflict yeah which is in a weird way like super satisfying we almost never we almost never have scenes that start with like hey how's it going you know like nothing's ever really upbeat unless it's like a weird romantic moment yeah so that conflict yeah which which is which is in its own way a form of conflict. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a very good point. So yeah, we do we mix up either like unrequited love, which is like the the in between all the in between scenes are unrequited love. Right. I mean, like if you were to chart it out as a as an algorithm and be like unrequited love, unrequited love. Yeah. Conflict with Terry. <laughs> unrequited love. Unrequited yeah. love. Conflict with this weirdo. Unrequited love. And it's like. We're- yeah. If I make I'm gonna blow more smoke, but what you what that conflict with Terry, <laughs> as funny as funny as it was, it was I it genuine it generally impacted the unrequited love story that would follow it. That was next, yeah. Yeah. Or or would inform or would be informed by the unrequited love story that preceded it, you know? It, it, and this is so funny, uh, just as a you know, as a 
for for writers out there. Yeah. Um, the reason that we started doing Reno 911 is because we'd been shut down from Fox from doing a, like a regular sketch show. Oh. And and what the current the president of Fox at the time said to us, other than that we were too old to be on Fox at 29, <laughs> was that was she said like, you're forgetting a sketch show in many ways forgets why people want to watch television shows, which is you want to see people that you love and characters that you love or are, or think are weird or engage you in some way. And you want to see how they will react to things. Right. And I was like, God, that's so stupid. Is that why people like TV? Oh (laughs) shit. I was like, why did that never occur to me until now? (laughs) Like I literally never thought about that. Oh shit. I've just been doing sketches. And the answer is the people in all the sketches should be someone that you're excited about the way that they interact with the world that not that you can predict it but that you're in a way ex- excited to see it you know like no, if, if i yeah. know a character is this is a terrible example but if i know a character yeah. is if i if i walk into an apartment that's messy that's what and, that, and that's where i start a scene that's something but if i if i know that the character i have has ocd and i've and now right. i have a messy part now i can anticipate stress and reaction to it right you know that's yeah. like that's the, the the by the numbers version, but and that was the the kind of fun thing about that that we had cast a bunch of people to be in a sketch show that was written, and then that got thrown away completely, and then we started doing you know a, a structured sketch show. So everybody's character is just like basically their own persona with a slightly weird nudge. <laughs> so like like Dangle's just the slightly more you know the definitely more musical theatery version of like there's a lot the overlap is crazy so like <laughs> the shorts though like it's like yeah I, there's definitely like stuff going on that's like oh no tom definitely likes having his clothes off and being this guy and like <laughs> yeah. um, i was on set with you i remember yeah you know me i'm excited about <laughs> it bob was a clause fossey. in his contract yeah we talk about bob fossey a lot and stuff and so like a lot of jazz hands all so much jazz hands but there's like so we accidentally like got this group of people and because of like the time crunch and we didn't think about it, everybody's just like, you know, like you got a bunch of people that are being very, very close to a version of themselves. Yeah. But they've turned up the sort of like archetype of what they were, you know, it's, it's almost like everybody in the cast, just like you got blasted with radiation, be the version of you that got blasted with radiation so that when we cut to you, it's automatically a, a joke. Yes. Like it's automatically funny because we know we know you now. You're so what you are that like you looking at this other person will be funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I do. And um you know, here's what's not funny, Tom, is <laughs> the um, look is it, it's it's capitalism and mm. and but it's a necessary part of our lives. Mm. And I think that's a great I, by the way, one of the things I like to do is come up with an awkward segue to a commercial. Are we going into commercial? <laughs> yeah. And I felt like, I, and, and I love it. Who are you? Honestly, are I'm, I'm sitting here trying to do improv. Do you guys read too. the, do you guys read the commercials yourself? Like some famous people do? Yes, we, 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 do. Do. we do. We're super down to earth. We read our own. Look, no, 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 just I, like, I'm not saying you're down to earth. I'm saying you're very big stars, but, but we're, so but you we're do, down you to earth. Copy yourself. Stars. Do you make it seem like you really mean it or do you, let's find out. It depends okay, how crunch for time we are. But I will say this. I feel like you all of our, I don't care who the sponsors are, whether <laughs> I they're do, selling I do, online way, gambling sites or uh-huh. burner pills. Bet online. Wait. Yeah. Bet stars. online. Oh, I oh, you know did what? Did you guys, did you guys wait? Did you guys tailor this episode for me? Because boner pills and online gaming are like my no, online gambling on it. it's, for sports. Look, I all wish right. we could have made the offer code today. Okay, here we go. Hey, do it at nation. This is a, uh, this is Danny Zucker coming at you solo for this ad because, you know, if you know anything about me, I'm a big sports guy and Jenny isn't that into sports. And what's funny about that is it's the opposite. But here's the thing. I'm not into sports, but I have found that the when you add a little wagering to these contests, suddenly I'm in. Had some fun bets on the uh, on the uh, on the old uh, Super Bowl. You know that the Super Bowl match and uh, with Bet Online, our sponsor, and I can swear to what a great experience that was. Anyway, uh, 
Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, NHL, and more initials of sports, I presume. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game friends at Bet Online. And honestly, are there any better friends than game friends? Not that I found. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Just try and imagine it. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So, doing it, Nation. Do this for me and for Jenny and Absentia. Head on over to this website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. That's CLNS50 to get them rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, so we're now well, welcome back to the podcast. We just we're, um, yeah, we're yeah, we're back. We're 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 we're, we're, uh, we're Tom Lennon. Mm-hmm. Hey Tom, how and by the we... way, we need a new Jenny. sponsor for next week because I think we just got dropped from. <laughs> Please from bring back order bills. We just keep. Wait, how do we get dropped from them? They just knew. They sensed it right. They just knew. They sensed anything. it. They heard. They heard bum bum and cock hey. fights, and they. Yeah, they're on a show called Doing It. They 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 know. They know. <laughs> yeah, they know what they were getting into. They're fine. They're be good. Oh, how, how did the movie fuck? How did this movie like Todd like go to screenwriter career start that I'm so yes. jealous of? You were jealous of me. That's I am, hilarious. Thing. I know I'm very jealous of you because those. By the way, the night yeah. night at the museum movies. I mean, come Thanks, on. those are really fun. But the answer to that is that most of them come out of you know some terrible failure that. And and then you just keep going. But so like, uh, Ben Grant, who does Reno with me, we've yeah. written a whole yeah. bunch of movies that gotten made. Yeah, and but you know like the you know like you have to go back. So like, we the reason we write movies is because we wrote a bunch of sketches together on a bunch of different sketch shows, and then somebody said, "Can you adapt this movie?" And we did. And that movie was called uh, "Let's Go to Prison," which Bob Odenkirk directed. I remember this movie. Yeah. Yes. And it was actually kind of a cool movie, and then it was, like, people started to seem to like it in the test screenings and stuff, and then it came out, and it was a, an absolutely epic disaster. Everybody hated it and hated us. Um, and then that's how it goes. So, like, you do something, everyone hates you and hates it, and then you get back up and see if you can get back, you know, like, uh, get back the song. Yeah, you just keep, yeah, <laughs> Tub Thumper. It's, that song's called, Danny, Tub Thumper. Tub thumper. Just tub say Tub Thumper. thumper. Look. I just had a whiskey. Use the code, thing. guys. You go to bed online. Use the code Tub Thumper. <laughs> it's Tub Thumping. Tub Thumping. Son of a bitch. It is Tub Thumping. Yeah, so if you're going to correct me, I just want to make correct. Be correct. You're going to try to knock Danny down. You better learn to get back up again. I need a whiskey drink and I need a cider drink right now. cider drink. So let's go all Chumbawamba for the rest. You know that Chumbawamba was like actually like socialist and was like a cool organization? So like the roadies made the same as like the singer. I know. Yeah. She encouraged everybody to steal the album. Well, that's dumb. Really? Yeah, it was just speaking of uh, enter the code tub thumping uh, <laughs> and get a copy of Chumbawamba's record. At Actually, Chumbawamba will personally bring you the album. They will bring it. It's like DoorDash. Yeah. Yeah. You go to, to bet online, you enter Chumbawamba, you get someone will come thumping on your tub in a moment. Um, so anyway, it's cute because Danny, I, I'm always so jealous of your career all the time. I'm like, how the fuck does he do that? Yeah. Like, he's always writing everything. So. Oh. We wrote sketches, and then we wrote that movie. It was everybody hated it, um, but it was a really cool experience. I thought it was actually kind of like mostly really great movie. Bob Odenkirk directed it. Yeah, and it was really had like really a lot of great things about it. We adapted a movie, a Luc Besson movie. Really? Uh, for uh, uh, that ended up being called Taxi with Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. I remember and the oh, ads remember. for that. Yes. It was widely despised again. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it was interesting because the test screenings of Taxi were so great that we had signed contracts to write Taxi 2 for Fox. Oh. 
and because they were so excited about Taxi as a franchise. Wow. And so, of course, the the Monday morning after Taxi came out and, and everyone hated it and hated us, you know, we got summoned into Fox sort of the middle of that week. And they said, you have to pick, since we're never making Taxi 2, but you already have a contract for a film here now, mm-hmm. pick one of these like three or four children's books to adapt. And one of the uh, of three or four books they put on the table, one of them was a very short picture book called Night at the Museum. And we're like, oh, we could definitely figure out what a movie of this would be. This seems really like a fun thing. And so, you know, like the answer is, for the most part, most of the writing of the hits came from two or three terrible things happening right before it. I, I, I that you don't. You don't remember. You don't remember the like stuff that sucked that everyone right. hated. <laughs> You're just like, oh Tom, uh, oh my God, Tom has been wrote Night of the Museum. I'm like, absolutely. And that was like the fourth thing we wrote after everyone hated us, and we were basically <laughs> well, dead to everyone and each other. <laughs> I have a question for you yeah. because it's more. It's more like something I'd ask you like over a drink and dealing with mm-hmm. my own sort of um, mm-hmm. insecurity over this. But of course, but I, my whole career has been exactly the same. I'd have something canceled, and then always, and then thank God it was canceled. Otherwise, this other better opportunity would not have happened or things like that. Every single time. Now, since we know that that's every single time, when you find yourself, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how long it's been, but when you find yourself in a dark in, in a can in, I can I see that light at the end of the tunnel that or I you think it's finally coming? over I always think it's over okay good I never I never see that there's a good thing coming never uh, ever ever I still don't I never will okay good okay well that's why well that's why I feel like of you're course. my friend so that, okay, of course perfect. that's why that's you're why perfect you're on this podcast I course. I'm done with uh, oh I had a good weekend of shows and then I'm oh, like and, and that's it I'll never be booked again no, so you'll never do again. Yeah, and also, we you'll never, you'll never catch that high again. And also, uh-huh. like that was it. You peaked, and now it's like, wow, I've really cooled off since that show that was almost a day and a half ago. <laughs> and like, I feel like no one's like. That's kind of why I like. I, I there was a brief little window where I did stand up for a little bit. Uh huh. And it is such a dangerous game. Yeah. I mean, the highs are so high. And then the lows are so instantaneously so low. Did you find that? When did you do it again? Oh, Brie, like uh, I did, like I, my entire stand-up career was like one year, maybe two years. What? How long into your career was this? Oh no, no, I was. It was way, way later than you would expect. So, like, so it was yeah, in my like probably mid thirties or something. See, yeah. I recently, Jenny knows this cause I, yeah. I, 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 I had a stellar opening for her in Washington. She killed and I did fine, oh, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but, um, it was like the first, I basically had at the time six minutes of material and she said, Oh, you need to do 20. It's like, okay, I'll just figure that out you on the crowd plane work. Right yeah, you did some crowd work and you did yeah, yeah. about the venue. Um, but, and, it, mm-hmm. but what I have found, cause I started in earnest right around the pandemic time until now, to do it like, you know, where I go up once or twice a week. Feels really good, doesn't it? Good. But I, there's no stakes anymore. Like, I feel like I already proved myself. Like, I yeah. started as a stand-up in my well, 20s. good point, good point, yeah. And, and so it's like, yeah. when I bomb, I still come home and, I, you know, I, I just go to sleep with my Emmy Awards. And it's like, oh, they don't know. Do oh, no, I can't. I never do that. <laughs> yeah. They're sharp. They're I'm really looking for like the things to feel bad about. <laughs> well, maybe it's just sort of an Irishy thing. I don't know, but I'm always. I don't know. It should like, be. Yeah, maybe. I, mean, I, I don't know. Like I was writing and like sell. You know, like I've sold a lot of pilots that have gone nowhere, but you know they pay oh, for them. Yeah. So you're like, hey, okay, I'm doing it. But I needed yeah. some like immediate, you know, gratification. Like maybe I'll it, tell the jokes that I write on stage so that I can at least feel like. <laughs> It is like being productive and getting like a an immediate sense of like oh that worked that didn't or oh here's that applause you feel good about yourself and then it really really is a necessary thing sometimes but it also you know becomes like a high where you sort of like chase it sometimes yeah you're chasing the dragon after a period of time and it's yeah but it's like but you're you're totally right which is like what if I just was able to go out in front of like a couple hundred people and like say everything I thought like and not have it filtered and not have people be like, Hey, you know what? Like, what if you like, just for fun, like you should really like pause for a second and then be like, what? Like, yeah. you know, like there's no one has like, you yeah. haven't been micromanaged in any right. way. Which it is. It's singular. It's yeah. singular. Really, yes. You're figuring it out, I, all out that, by yourself. Yeah. I've yeah. also learned to sort of like embrace bombing when it happens in a way that I hadn't in when I was younger. And, and in that, like, 
I learned so much in those moments when, because I can. It's well, so, you can you can wait them out for sure. You can. Yeah. I mean, look at you. You're yeah. Yeah, you do have a fair amount of Emmys and stuff, and you're like, yeah. you're like when, you've been, can... when you've already been successful at one thing, I think it bombing makes it easier to just kind of laugh. You can laugh it off. I mean, like, mm-hmm. but, I, but I also like now, like I, I like I, I, I also learn. It's like there are things because I was always so for you know thirty years in a writer's room. Like I was like, I know this joke is funny. They just yeah. didn't do it right. They're gonna do it, and it's like, I know this is funny, and and then like you go up on stage, and I was like, I really learned this in Washington a couple of times. I was like, I know this joke is funny, and I tried it three no. out of the four times. <laughs> it didn't work. It's with not. I was, and then I had to go back and think. Have I been wrong about things I thought were funny that I made other people well, say? That, that, that's one of my favorite things of like when I. It's so interesting when I see people that are like you know and i've never been in this world and i think you guys exist very strongly in the world of like you guys have been done funny stuff for a very 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 long time yeah and then i'll i'll watch stuff that's like dramas or like heartfelt or like people like acting really hard at each other and i'm like my main thing is like how the fuck did these people know that they were done i agree how did they like write the script and they're like dad well dad's not here yeah. <laughs> and then they're like perfect i'm gonna go to lunch i just figured yeah. it out because one guy will look at the other guy and he'll say well guess what dad's not here and then he'll look at you and he says but when i see your face dad is here <laughs> and i'm like how did you guys know that you were done yeah like, that's that would the be blow. the saddest thing you could write because i'm like the great thing about being in comedy is you know for a fucking fact if it worked or not because yeah. people are instantly like, oh, my God, that was super funny. Yes. Yeah. You know. not, yeah. But sad stuff. How do these people know that they're good at it? It's like I everyone's behind honestly, the camera in tears or something. How do people know they're good at drama other than that they're overconfident and cocky? You're exactly right. I don't know. I don't know how they think they're good at it. But I think it's like if they can make people cry, they believe they're good at it. And that's not that's really like, how do they know? But they don't know that till later. Yeah, they're like, hey, you see the no dad that we've just cast? Right. Well, we're killing him off. And then everyone but, cries. But, and you're but like, both of you can like go to a venue. And I think you are probably soon. And yeah. test out how funny you are. Yeah. And you will get instantaneous feedback as to whether you're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no stand up melodrama clubs. There's no club that you can go to where it's like, well, I guess I guess it's the legitimate theater. Yeah. I guess so. That's true. Yeah. Where you can get up and be like, oh, from you's a fire. <laughs> yeah. But I, who was not fit for spot of tricks to caper in a lady's bedchamber, they'd be like, you made us so sad. <laughs> Before we get to our end segment, right. I want to ask, what are you up to now? What are you um, working on and, and, and uh, you're excited about or plugging or can talk about? Uh, I mean, I, I, know know. I got I have three novels out. Do you really? I do. Um, I it's so I cute didn't... that I live in a world where you don't even know. I, I, like you're Danny, I consider you one of my best friends. I know. Um, he I, know I, have, um, I we I, talk, for me. I didn't I know you. Here's the thing. I knew you wrote a novel. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know you had three. There's th- uh, the three. So I have three novels. It's a, sort of a young adult um, fantasy. It's a funny, very funny fantasy, very silly fantasy series called Ronan Boyle. And there's three of them. That's nice. Um, and then uh, right now, so I'm writing the 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 animated feature for DreamWorks of the first one. How exciting! Are you doing it with Ben, or are you doing it alone? No, though that's uh, the novels are just me, and the movies okay. just me. Um, but then you know, I'm always doing some other you know things here and there, and you know, yeah, like it once once you know like once you do kind of what we do, like nothing ever feels like it's interesting, like what would I be excited about if I heard, I always, I always run it through the filter of like, Oh, if I heard that someone else from the state was doing this, would I be excited about it? Would or I, jealous. Or, or would I be jealous? And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, and I'm always like, Oh, and one time, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, just like try to step back and imagine like what, how you would congratulate someone else. Yeah. If you heard they were doing this. Like, how would you congratulate, like, a genuine friend if they were doing one of the, like, four things you're doing? But it's very easy to forget that when you're doing it. For sure. 
it's very easy to just remember like oh fuck everybody's giving me notes all the time and everything sucks and yeah fucking I'm like fraud i hate yeah, this yeah. all of the above i have imposter syndrome That's i hate fine. this but also like uh just my script was so perfect and i'm fuck i should just fucking throw it against the wall and then you're you know <laughs> you're back where we started no, I well so, that's right. I'll just say I'll just say this, Tom. You're like one of those people, even before like I, you know, I even if I didn't know you, you elevate everything you're in and you're yeah. associated with. Honestly, oh. it's like you're just like whenever your name as a performer has come up in any writer's room I've ever been in is like to, to, to do a, to do a spot or to do this. It's like, yes, like that would be like, no one's ever, you know, and there's very few, I trust me. I'm on the other side of the table. There's very few people who we feel I, that way. Well, I, I, I hope I would say that I, I think that's a very easy thing that I see in, in some folks, which is like, and, and I think here's, here's what I would say about the, the, the secret to why, most of the my comedy group the state is still very active is like if you would honestly genuinely commit to everything you're doing yes and like there's no part of you that has any like toe out of what you're doing but like i go really hard (laughs) at literally any i mean like anything like i just i don't know why i'm just from like and i think like coming from a group that was confrontational and uh, you know adversarial and we always you know we were like competing to be like who will be the bus boy with a unibrow that has no lines (laughs) i understand and we're like i will be i will commit to this so fucking hard i think all of us took that into the rest of our lives which is like you know you hear all these stories about like i mean i think people are really good at what they do and i'm not like i don't want to vaunt us in that level but you always heard about like kobe bryant after like a game would like sometimes hang out afterwards and shoot three pointers like just practice afterwards it's like you're the top of your like and i I think like you take all those things really seriously it 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 shows so it but that's but that's like that's the fun of it i mean it's like of course it is yeah like i've always uh, on, on a couple occasions i've been on sets with actors who've and this is this might be a a, a, a this might be a controversial thing to say and, <laughs> oh, but i'm gonna say it. i've never in now like about 30 some years of acting and stuff like that i've never asked a question of a writer or a director ever like i've <laughs> never asked no because i my assumption is if i see it on <clears throat> a script oh. <clears throat> i know what the writer meant that's amazing. Well, because you're. But I also, but I also expect other people if they look at my script of something I wrote to know that you know yeah. what I meant. Yeah. It, it's there. There's no. It's not abstract. So like everything I th- like, people are always like, "Hey, we want to hear your thoughts on this new draft of a thing that you wrote." And I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> the draft is my thoughts. The thoughts exactly. Yeah. And I also I gotta say like <clears throat> like I've met actors. And I've acted, you know, since yeah. basically I was a, a kid. But it's your job to look at the thing and then make it amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. your job to go like, hey, would this be, but what if I could, I, hey, Danny, real quickly, wouldn't I say this backwards? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, as soon as you do that, the answer is, fuck you. No, like yeah. you're not, yeah. you're not really, you're not really an actor. If you if you have to come in and be like, hey, tell me how this is or why would this why would I say this? Right. That's not that's you're not this is not a job for you, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you're it's uh well that must be that must be challenging sometimes when you write for somebody who doesn't take it as seriously as you might take it's, it. It's not that I it's not like seriously, it's just like professionally. It's yeah. the thing is like the the work you should I'm just always baffled by actors who ask yeah. who ask tons of questions. Yeah, I, and I I think that yeah. I I've been in that the situation. It's like uh, you know, not that everything I write is going to be perfect and sometimes of it's like not. oh my god, I hear it's, I hear them say it. It's like I couldn't say that line I just wrote. Of course, I'll change that. Right. But 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 then there's the other ones where they're asking a lot of questions where I've actually had the conversation with an actor not this is not knowing I'm on her family happened where I go 
Okay, so you don't like this. Like, what? what uh, let me just do a different line for you here, because if that, like, tell me what you know what you don't like, because it's like I can tell that the questions are just a way of not doing that particular. Uh, well, 100%. It, it's a hundred percent. It's it's like a weird dodge of like I'm not going to land that, or it's not. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't, I, or, or I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It's which okay, is, which is fine. We like I we. Have if it's a protest, I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if it's a protest, I respect it. But generally, like. I, I do think it's like sometimes with you know, like in my career, it's like who will come in and like literally you could set them on fire and they'll do all of, they'll do what we meant or, or they'll at least try it so fucking hard that if it, that if it fails, it failed on a, of its own accord. No, I, you know? I, I yeah. completely see that. I mean, I, I, you, and so many of you guys on the state had that. I mean, I always, I, I do think oh, about Ken, sure. Ken a lot because Ken Marino a lot because oh my god, yeah, his level of commitment to a character, no matter what the character is, is just yeah. it's it's spectacular. So, uh, I, so I'll a, a great a great uh, Ken and I are actually writing something right now as we speak, oh. and we get closer and closer as we uh, get older. But at one point we were in our twenties and we were in the Greek islands. And I wiped out a Vespa and I thought I was going to like maybe die. And like Ken Marino threw me over his shoulder and he ran me to a hospital. I've been, I've been to the hospital three times in my life and twice Ken Marino carried me there. (laughs) So, you know, it's, 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 you know, like he has a, he has a big place in my heart, but, um, uh, at one point, so I, I'd wiped out this Vespa and I'd left, I'd lost all my friends in the Greek islands and they were gone and they were days away and I couldn't find them. We, didn't really have cell phones it was like pay phones and stuff and then like six or eight days later i found my friends on mykonos Uh through like just a weird chain of like human contact and then um i walked up next to ken marino who was using an atm and he hadn't seen me and he thought i was either gone or maybe had been very (laughs) sick in hospital and he looked over at me and went Hey, what's up? And it was <laughs> it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen a human being do. That like makes he didn't you laugh. like jump for joy and like hug yeah. me. He was just like, "Oh, what's up?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is a person who can commit to bits that might take an entire life." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the long con. It's the, the long con. I'm way more into the long con. Um, well, we're at the point in the show, Tom. Right. Speaking of like, uh, all right, where we just like we give a shout out to things we're watching or like. Yeah. Um, yeah. that you have you have anything that's been uh tickling your fancy on um, the tubes yeah i've actually i've been loving uh the world according to jeff goldblum oh i haven't um, seen it yet. Oh, i think it's really it. wonderful it's um it's a real disney sort of, plus right? it's great uh it's like a comfort food kind of show it's just like um my my son who's 12 uh loves it and then we can watch it together they just introduced jeff goldblum to some idea every week and he oh. goes, "Oh my goodness, this is marvelous! What? Oh wow! <laughs> I really want a half to hour see of that. It's oh. so <laughs> underthought. I will start <laughs> it tonight, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, throw up any Jeff Goldblum, the the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Excited. They're always super upbeat. They have a great message at the end, but it's mostly him just going, "Oh look at this! This is wow! Oh marvelous!" <laughs> He just loves shit, and it's fun to see people just loving shit. It's, it's right, a little great. bit like the old Hugh Hauser show. Yes, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's a little like California's Gold. Yeah. Well, that's a good recommendation. I'm definitely going to check. And is that that's on Disney Plus? It is. Right? It's either on the yes, it's on some version of that okay. streamer, which could be no. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching that. that yeah. Um, well, Danny, per your recommendation, I started. Pam and Tommy, and I'm obsessed with the fact that there's a talking cock in it. Yeah. I've heard yeah. of this. Yeah. Jason the, Jason Mantoukas in, in, in the role of a lifetime. Uh, one, of the, the, one of the greatest actors voices alive or dead. Tommy Lee's ding dong. Mm-hmm. Basically plays Tommy Lee's uh, penis. Tommy Lee's now we, we got to talk about this for a second. Wallace. So when I had like a long kissing scene with Pamela Anderson on the show Stacked, which I, I'm, I I'm well aware that oh, I, I forgot that Danny, that's you were, I did stack, but I, I think you were there the very first mini season of it. I was there. It was like a, uh, yeah, it was right when we, it was like the second to last episode. Oh, oh, you were there when I was there. We were there. Yeah, of course. That's no, right. That's I know right. you've lived long enough. 
You've lived I'm long enough that you've, you just forgot this. Wow. I, 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 no, I've blocked Stack out of my mind on so many levels. By the way, it's actually kind of a solid sitcom. It is. And, and coming back, and so, I run into people who like it a lot. I, so did I. And I had like a weirdly long kissing scene with Pamela Anderson on Stack. Right. And she then, works but in of a course, library, right? And it's called no, in a bookstore. Of course, bookstore. But of course, like <laughs> the weird thing that when you have a long kissing scene with Pamela Anderson, the only thing that runs through your mind is the sex tape. And you're like, well, this is like, you know, you're, you're split. You're a split mind at that time. Yeah. Of course. You're like, this is all so neat. And then like, oh, that was a, wow, it's really amazing, weird sex tape that happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a cool anecdote for the party for your high well, school. Well, the weird thing that I remember, so then like about uh, earlier this year, I was on a uh, a flight with Pamela Anderson and I was like, hey, it's Tom from Stacked. And I thought she would remember making out with me more. Yeah. Than, it wasn't as she, meaningful to her. Then no. she did. <laughs> oh. Because it seemed like she was well, just she was meeting me say, for like, the first time. She was going to say like, sir, I'm Nicole Egger. It's not Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. That's from I'll just give a recommendation Jenny from way downtown. That was yeah. really awesome, sir. <laughs> sir, that was that was amazing. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's why I'm friends with Jenny right there. I ruin a party, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's that. You just you just got Johnson, sir. <laughs> sir. Um, all right, Danny, I, you hit us with your recommendation. I have a big one that I loved. I, it made me cry all the way through, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was on a like a, a hormonal was a oh, station eleven on oh HBO. really station mm. eleven Jenny was skeptical and so was I so that's curious yeah, yeah. yeah. station eleven is beautiful there's I think so that, too did you watch it I did I I, I the only ending have one, is a problem I haven't seen the ending I I only have one weird note tell me no and I, I like the show a lot I think there's a lot of really 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 cool things about the show um. Occasionally, when I see people doing, when they're doing Shakespeare in something else, yes, and then right after it, they all tell each other how amazing it was. <laughs> oh, I'm always a little like, "Wow, that was a heavy swing for you to say like, that was the best Hamlet I've ever seen." And I'm like, "That was crazy because I just saw that scene, and you just then you all told each other how amazing your Hamlets were." <laughs> You're not That's wrong a big, about it's that. It's a big swing. It's a very, very, very bold thing to do, to be like, we're doing Shakespeare plays, and they're the best ones anyone's ever seen. Well, to be fair, it was from mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, after the apocalypse, so they didn't have, so it was probably the only one they had seen. But Okay. So. Okay. But. I just. I, I'm I, with you. Do you understand? Like, I, I think. It's like stand-up comedy in a film. And then we hear million, somebody. A million, Danny, a million percent. Yeah. So yeah. I get And they've tried it a million times where they're like, I just came off from doing the greatest stand-up comical <laughs> thing that ever happened. And, and we watched like, it. And you're like, well, that's weird because it doesn't really translate. You can't, it's one of those things that just doesn't really translate. I agree with this. And, and it's funny. It's like, I wasn't tuned into that particular peeve. When you mention it, I totally see it. I think, um, I think I was just, I, I was obsessed, I, 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 you're, but you're absolutely right. That I, is, I would, I would, and, and when David Cross came in, it was like, I just loved it so much, but like, yeah. I love the show. Everyone in it's amazing. If they pulled the plays out, I would like it more. Well, I, I, I actually <laughs> felt like, no, I felt like the post pandemic, the post apocalyptic part was the least interesting part of the show. It was sort of those relationships, the, um, Right, right, right. As it was all going down. Also right. weird that that was written four years before. Um, no, oh, that that part was eerie. It was it, yeah, it was so eerie. But, eerie. but yeah. that was that's what I've been watching. But uh, look, we give it a whirl. Anyway, give it a whirl. Um, all right, we are blessed to um, consider you a sort of friend. No, yeah. fuck that. A real friend. I think a real you, friend. If people talk shit about you, I will actually kill them. You know so, what? If they talk shit about you, I will kill them as well. I because like you guys I like again. This is a longer conversation than I've had with any close friends of mine in a long, long time. I actually think for me too. Oh, I, think, but, but I definitely without a doubt, know it is for me. <laughs> without a doubt, 
Like, and there's definitely like Danny, like I should talk to Gabby and like sort out like, you know, like, like, but <laughs> for those who don't know, Gab- so Gabby Allen is a co-creator. Uh, we've worked together I, when I first met um, uh, Tom on a show called Jesse. Yes. And she's one of the co-creators of a show called Housebroken on Fox oh, that I'm working amazing. on right now. Yeah. And uh, they were Tom and Tom and she were dating uh, when I first uh, worked with her. Right. Yeah. But like. Unless does Gabby have a podcast? Because I should go on that right now. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Well, well that's why. I, that's why I haven't talked to her in a little bit. Yeah. Well, why would you? Yeah. I mean, then <laughs> yeah, no, no. tell her to get a I podcast. Mean, yeah, I have her. a huge place in my heart for her, but she's got to get a podcast so I can check in and see how she. Bullshit. Get a get a podcast. She would also would be great at it. She'd be great at it. She's the best. She's one of the. She's truly really one of the best I, people. We agree to agree. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's uh, really been, it's it's been such a pleasure, Tom. Yeah, I appreciate it, and I hope I get to. Uh, see you in the not too distant future. I know. Yeah, and if I come to Wisconsin. To, I'm going to hit you up. Please do. I think you are. Have I not seen your dates? Yeah, uh, I will be in Iowa no, you are. and Kansas. No, I saw you're in Davenport or in, you're in Dubuque. Uh, no, I'm not. I saw it. neither one. No, well, maybe I am. I don't know. No, you are. You're in <laughs> you know what, let's start a whisper campaign. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they'll book me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> guys, but, uh, pleasure. Um, I apologize to the the great gaming people that do Baccarat. <laughs> And, um, no, you just stepped up their game. They don't do anything. I, that only do where the game begins. Yeah. Also, I think you need to apologize to everyone in my life from this moment on mm-hmm. because I'm never going to refer to it as anything other than Baccarat. Of course, it's Baccarat. I'm, I'm, I'm crying out I'm, loud, Danny Zucker. Well, come on. I'm, I've absorbed that as a piece of uh, obnoxious speak. Were, that you, were, you, were you raised in a barn? Please, Baccarat. Yeah. Yeah. Walk in and say, you say, good captain, where is your Baccarat? Yeah, yeah. I normally say, good captain, where's your Baccarat? Good captain, <laughs> point me to Baccarat. All right. Okay. I love you guys. This was really fun. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, Doing It Nation. Thank you, Doing It Nation. Bye.